Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Via Williams. And I'm Wendy Papazian. So today we're going to be talking about coping. Coping mechanisms for stress, coping mechanisms for anxiety, and coping mechanisms for overwhelm. And here we are, we're almost a whole year into the pandemic. A lot of us are taking care of family members, right? We're Mm -hmm. parents of children. A lot of us have uh, parents that we're taking care of. We're building our empires. Some of us are homeschooling. And frankly, it's a lot. You know, especially with everything so else much. that's going going yeah. on in the world, it's really stressful, and uh, there's just a lot of pressure out there today. And honestly, the four of us have been feeling it. Yeah, yep. been feeling it yep. a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. Really yep. And so we actually had another episode planned for today. We had a couple episodes that we were going to record, and actually, we scrapped it. And we just scrapped it because we felt like we needed to have this discussion today. And so maybe I'd love to just kick it off with you, Sarah, and and maybe even Bia too, because I know you're feeling feeling it all right now. Yeah, I think one of the things when we first launched this podcast is that we wanted to make sure that we are transparent and vulnerable about what we're going through. And a few of us have had quite a week uh, where we've had those moments of overwhelmed, where you feel like you can't handle it all, you don't know what to do. And that's where we are today. And so we are in active learning of what we're Mm going to share with you uh, today. And we're going to go over how just this week we dealt with it, right? Yeah. Via's nodding her head over here. You know, I think... Well, I I don't even know what to add. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking like, you know, it is a podcast. I guess I can't... I have to talk. I can't... I like, nodding. I'll give you the audio of what's yeah, happening. Yeah, like, so I was like, let's uh, narrate what Via's doing. Via's so yeah. she can't talk. That's what yeah. But no, I think... Um, I do think that there is this element of... I knew 2020 was going to cast a long shadow into 21. I didn't harbor mm-hmm. any illusions that we were going to walk into this year and everything magically was going to get better. I think that there was an element of coming into 2021 and just almost feeling exhausted in advance. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And then Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, all of the hopes and dreams you have coming into a new year, it just felt like so much. (laughs) To add to it, I have puppies at home. I've got workers in my home finishing a remodel. My husband and one of my kids is out of the state because we just closed on an out-of-state investment property, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, good and it's all good. It's all stressful. And I've got a lot of work stuff on my shoulders and it it really hit me this week. I I don't know what else to say. It just hit me, you know? Yeah. You know, I find myself too, like in this like weird mode between exhausted and really wanting to have the energy and being hopeful. And uh, like, I feel like I'm in this weird pendulum going back and forth. And so much so when we were even writing these episodes on like how to cope with being overwhelmed, I was overwhelmed at the idea of it. (laughs) So I actually, I I reached out to somebody I really respect and admire who happens to be my brother-in-law, but he also happens to be a psychologist. Um, His name is Dr. Jordan Englehard. And he has pretty much dedicated his life to working with... Um, adults and kids from a psychological perspective on how to cope with like role conflict and overwhelm and, you know, when life is too much. And so, you know, I think he he kind of helped us take some of the things that we're going to go over today, which are the the six coping mechanisms for stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. And he really contributed a lot to that because 
I think all of us would just be flat out lying to you if we told you we had this nailed. We're all in active failure right now. And so we actually brought in some professional help with some guidance for us <laughs> for yeah. some of these because we we didn't feel like we were the professionals to tell you how to perfectly do this. But instead, we really want to walk in this episode with you together through this because we're in we're in active stress and overwhelm and anxiety here too. Absolutely. I mean, that's how bad it is right now. We had to go to a psychologist to get help. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I, I literally was like, pretend that your client is not related to you right now. So there's no. I don't know conflict. if I feel better about pretend myself yet. When does yeah. that come in the episode? <laughs> yeah. At the end, it's, yeah. it's step six. It's step six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're well, going to go into these six steps. And we'll, we'll be sharing some things that we actively went through this week as we go through it. But step number one is you got to figure out your problem list, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us about that in terms of figuring out our problem list. How you know, long of a list can we have? Well, that's what th- that was something that Jordan said to me that was interesting. And he was like, sometimes when everything is so overwhelming, you actually just have to stop and write down everything that's overwhelming you. Like you can't go big picture. You can't go into this like euphoric world of where you want to be because you can't see like literally your left foot in front of your right. You cannot see it when you're overwhelmed. And so something he told me to do, which I thought was really helpful was, Seychelles, just stop right where you are, get out a sheet of paper and literally write down everything that overwhelms you. And that can even be like making dinner, getting groceries, carpool, business, you know, partnerships and then, you know, strategic things like, you know, all the things. You just write on literally everything, stream of consciousness. It took me 15 minutes. Like, I literally just kept going. Like, wow, this list is surprisingly extremely long. And so that's how you start. You start by writing that down. And one of the things I would suggest, I mean, that's what I did this week when I was overwhelmed. A, A big thing for me is when we're pulled in all these different directions, we've got team members, we've got kids, they get Mm -hmm. sick, we've got spouses, you know, parents. We're pulled into all of these different directions, right? Yes. One of the things that can be overwhelming is is our life many times is filled with interruptions because we're we're involved in so many things. And so when you do this, I highly suggest that you turn everything off. Great idea. Mm -hmm. And just literally think to yourself, okay, what are all of the things that are overwhelming me? And just make a list. I always turn my phone over so I can't see it Mm -hmm. light up. I turn off the notifications from my team. I I ignore basically everyone. I go go to a quiet space and I just start writing it out. That's awesome advice. The more you get interrupted while you're doing it, it just adds to the overwhelm feeling. And so just Mm -hmm. you have permission just to turn everything off and just start writing your list of the things that are overwhelming you. So I love that. And I would also say, I, I do everything you said, but I do do it on my iPhone notes. I just, yeah. I have no notifications on my iPhone. And and in fact, it's funny, I've got my my new Apple watch on my wrist that I got for Christmas that I have never wanted. I've never mm, wanted one yeah. of these. However, I've got some fitness goals this year where it makes sense. I have zero notifications on my iPhone watch as well. So it's just a watch unless mm-hmm. I'm putting Strava on same. or something. Yep. Yeah. And so I am able to use my iPhone notes because of that. Yeah. That's and good. do you know, some carriers even allow you now to cancel out phone calls from people that are not registered in your phone. Mm-hmm. So, it's an iPhone setting too. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can do that. That's awesome. where That's super same helpful with too. 
Yeah, and they text can go to too. a different folder. Mm-hmm. Quinn somehow um, turned all of my notifications off on my text, so perfect. I accidentally got that perfect. problem fixed. It's she wants perfect. you to be present. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's better. So, better. She was, so she was then, Googling how to make your mom be more present, more present with you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but but just, to, just to cap this down, um, I think of this as a brain dump, just to kind of yeah. reiterate. This is what I think all of us are describing is just this element of brain dumping, getting everything from your head onto you know a piece of paper or onto your iPhones. And we've done a, a couple episodes where I've referenced a book, Getting Things Done. Right. And he talks about unfinished loops. Mm-hmm. And our, our brain will loop things and loop things until we can dump them. So it's a right. really important thing to do. Yeah. Well, and so to take that then to the practicality too with the brain dump via is like once you've made your list of all of your stuff, you've done your dump, is then... What Jordan recommended, which I thought was really good, is to then go back and circle what you have control over. Mm, I love that. Then in a different color, circle what you have influence over. And then in a different color, do what you don't have control over. That's really good. And so then what he encouraged me to do, which I thought was just... It's very like tactical and practical, right? Which I appreciated. As he said, then on the things you can't control, you're going to have to figure out how you can accept those. Right? And then on the things that you can influence, right? What can you do to move it forward on influence? And then most importantly, focus in on what you can control and make a, make steps and an action plans to say, okay, these... you know, I made a list of 50 things, but actually only 10 of these I can actually control. So then what can I do to move the needle forward on these things that I can physically and actually control to move those forward? I thought that was really helpful when you're in a state of overwhelm to be able to chunk it down mm-hmm. and be able to help it move forward. And so, you know, like for an example, one this week that I put on my list is just the feeling of anxiety still around, like not having complete medical options. And like, you know, we've talked on the podcast before, my dad has advanced Parkinson's. It's very frustrating because there's a lot of things that we are just choosing not to do to keep him safe. And that feels very out of control. But the thing that I can control is pushing forward on the vaccine waitlist for him, calling his doctors, getting them registered with every county, like all the different things that I can do to help him get vaccines so that it does open up other things that we can control down the road. And so, you know, that's just a direct example of something I was feeling this week and kind of the step to move that forward to take something I can't control into a controllable action. I love that, Say. So step number two is prioritize your competing values and interests. Which, which is really what you were doing there, right? Is like looking yeah. at what you value in terms with your family. Okay, right. What can I control on that list? And then right. prioritizing those things. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is uh, most of us are can-do people and we, we mm-hmm. want to have a lot. We want to have a big life. We want to mm-hmm. have all the things, right? And uh, when you're that kind of person, sometimes it's really hard to accept that you can't have it all right now. Yeah, and that's just it's, the reality it's the right of it. Now. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. our society is so based on like, I want it all right now too. Mm-hmm. So that yep. patience yep. is hard. Well, and I think what happens sometimes is, you know, I know Via, you know, you have, you have a big life regardless. And mm-hmm. you have a lot of things. You have a huge job. You've got three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you've just got a lot of things going on and you almost have no space for anything mm-hmm. else in your life. Yeah, you you do right. have some space, but when you have... It's it's kind of like... Do you remember? This is so dumb. My son just got his driver's license, but there's this movie. It was called The Final Factor. It was like when we watched in the 90s, maybe. But it's this movie where you're driving and then um, all of a sudden it's like raining and then like the radio is really loud and it's called The Final Factor. 
And that's kind of what I think of. And then, and then eventually something else happens, and then they get into a car accident and, and die that bloody death, you know, in those, in those really driver's really So Via's life reminds you of dying yeah. a bloody death. I know. That's no, great. but what I'm saying is, it's like, it's like sometimes know. our lives are so full right. that when yeah. your, your dog has puppies, Right. Or you're remodeling oh. your house mm-hmm. or you're buying a rental property. Like you might have the capacity for like for two one. of those things yeah. or for mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But then you get that third thing. And I know for me, that's part of why my business a couple of years ago went insane because I had all this stuff going in my life and I just literally did not have the time the or yeah. the mental capacity for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why we I- have to prioritize what's the most important thing. Absolutely. One of the things that sort of led to me having sort of my breakdown moment this week was that I was presented with an opportunity and uh, the person that presented it to me gave me a really strict sort of deadline. Mm. And I wasn't wanting this opportunity. Not that I wasn't wanting it, but I wasn't, I didn't expect it. Right. And, you know, my husband looked at me and was like, we, we don't have to do this. Like, like we don't have to, like, we have no, like, mm. why are we letting anyone pressure us, right? Or if we're not, feel, like, let's prioritize. What are the most important things in our life right now? Mm-hmm. What are the most important businesses in, in our life right now? We have opportunity right in front of us right mm-hmm. now in our current business and situation. So let's make sure, I want to add in because sometimes other people can put the pressure and we're not realizing, okay, that's not, and I'm not trying to be a victim about it. What I am saying is you give permission to let people pressure you. And so don't give the permission to other people to let them put pressure on you and focus on your priorities. You get to control your life. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys remember on our big lessons of the year that we talked about on our lessons of 2020. That was one of my big, huge lessons last year, Sarah, was I can't let other people's problems and fires Mm -hmm. become mine. Mm -hmm. And that I had to make sure that my success was based on my priorities and remind myself constantly that success is not simultaneous, it's sequential. And I think yes. in order to know if you're on the right path, you know, this this does go down to having a big picture view, which we're going to talk about on step six. But like, you know, making sure that that how do you prioritize? Well, you know where you're going. That's how mm-hmm. you prioritize, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So let's move so into step three, ladies, because it's it's a really, really good one. It's the four D's. Do it. Delegate it, delay it, or dump it. Who does? Oh, I love this. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So it's something I, I didn't know about the four Ds, but it's something that I've done for, for years with, with the delegate part. I've got that one, that one sort of deal. <laughs> uh, and so when I make my list, so when I do the brain bump, I turn everything off, right? I make my list. And then I put a D next to anything I don't personally have to do, right? Anything that doesn't have to involve me I put a D beside it. And then I actually send that to my executive assistant so she knows that I'm overwhelmed and I need help with these certain things. So that one I've got, but I love it. I'm going to start implementing the other mm-hmm. ones because I think this is huge. I think this is this is so good. And one of the like one of the biggest challenges that I have is I don't naturally delegate Sarah. I naturally superman it and I strap like the world on my back and I try to trudge it forward. And it's it's not a healthy coping mechanism by any means. And it's one that I'm constantly in stress having to remind myself not to I'm sorry to, to laugh. Nobody was thinking it was healthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
So true. <laughs> She's laughing you. with you, not at you. Yes. It, well, probably a little bit of both, actually, and that's okay. Um, no, but it's it like I do the opposite though. Like I I love that you naturally are like let's let's get this stuff off my plate and get clarity back. Like I physically have to have one step before that, which is like don't go try to strap the world on your back and take it on. You do have to physically restrain yourself from doing that Seychelle and then delegate it. And so my coach has even forced me as much to say, you can't even put like a D next to it. You have to put a name of who's going to do it, right? Mm, that's good. I, like I physically have to put a name next to yeah. it so that I'm keeping myself from taking that job back. Well, um, yeah. But well, it's, what's it's definitely a challenge for me. Yeah. Well, What's bad is I don't do that unless I reach the overwhelmed stage, mm-hmm. which is bad. Mm-hmm. Like, think mm-hmm. about if we start doing this, the four Ds Daily. every day. Yeah. Daily. Yes. Like, what our world would look like, right? It'd be so and so easier. it forces me to, get, like, when I'm overwhelmed, I then am forced to say, okay, I might need help now, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I have I'm, a couple I'm, comments on this. I do do it every day, actually. I awesome. let go of the fact that, like, I was accountable. Like, how I view it and how I coach to people is like, we're accountable to everything being done in our empires and mm-hmm. in our family and our worlds. We're not, that doesn't mean we have to do it ourselves. Like, right. as, as a parent, we are accountable to bringing dinner on the table every night, but that doesn't mean DoorDash can't deliver it. I mean, right. it, it, it yeah. just means that a healthy dinner needs to be on the table. Same with work, right? And so I, when I write job descriptions, as an example, I usually do three columns. I do me, you know, an admin or a VA. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll add a fourth for tech. Mm-hmm. And I will just start checkmarking next to each thing you know, who can do what? Like, what's irreplaceable for me? And then who can do everything else? I love that. Well, and as we know, delegation is the only way to become an empire builder. There's just no way you can get there. But I actually think the other two, the last two, you know, obviously do it. We all know how to do that. We're all entrepreneurs and then delegate it. We're all in some stage of learning how to leverage. But the delay it and dump it mm-hmm. are, are sometimes can be the hardest things, yep. you know, because we do want it all. We all want, want it right now. Mm-hmm. And so what the delay it does is, is it actually allows us to keep that thing that's important to us. But we might just say, you know what, this is going to be a third quarter thing. This is mm-hmm. going to be a fourth quarter thing. This is going to be a next year thing. And sometimes when you do that, it turns out that it's that it really wasn't that important at all, yeah, right? So, so you true. get to you get to do the fourth D and you get to just jump it. I am so thankful you said that because we are in our second year or second sprint, if you will, of our twelve week year sprint. So if you haven't read the book Twelve Week Year, it's super helpful with this. And it's causing us to take our annual business plan, right, and chunk it down into four 12-week sprints. And um, what's been really powerful with that is it's forcing the delay on some of the things that you realistically can't get done in that first 12 weeks. And so that's really allowing us to prioritize where those priorities fit in instead of just feeling like it all has to fit in this year, which means January. (laughs) So that's been really helpful too. So good. I love that. All right. Who's step number four? Step number four is super powerful. It's called enlist support, right? And social support is such a huge factor on reducing stress, especially related to when you're an empire builder and you're a parent, a friend, a child, a business owner. Sometimes you're also a business owner and an employee and a boss. You know, I mean, you have all a mentor, a coach. You think about all the different roles that we have and we can't do them all the time. And so there's stress that can come when you're trying to do all of those roles at the same time. And so it's important when we get to the overwhelmed stage 
that we feel like we can enlist support and help. And that can come from leverage. Or, or before. Or ideally before overwhelm. Before. Yeah, yeah. Ideally before. You know, ideally we want to have your tribe. Like we're so fortunate to have our five dolls that we can turn to and amplify and be able to go to them and say like, we need help with this. And you get this whole brain dump of amazing people holding us accountable to, to enlisting support. Um, it could be a spouse. It could be a business partner, a friend. But you, you need to, to be okay with asking for help. And understanding that it's it's not an ego thing. It's a, it's an okay thing to actually enlist support and help because it's going to get you to where you want to go faster. Yeah. And I think being vulnerable with the people in your lives, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have to be... We don't have to be super women, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. just... It's like we, do, we don't have to do that. We can be real people who have bad days, bad weeks, bad months where we need to enlist the help of the people around us. And it's that's okay right. to... And, it's, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, as you guys know, I had that moment this this week, and what I ended up doing was I sent my a, a pretty lengthy message to my executive leadership team, and I was super vulnerable and open, and just said, "Hey guys, like I've taken on too much. I'm 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 struggling, and this is what I'm going to do about it. And so this and this is how it sort of impacts you because I'm going to say no to some things. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm a I'm a pleaser. I think a lot mm-hmm. of Females are, are pleasers because it's like our nurturing For sure. side of us, right? And it can be hard when you say no to certain things and you feel like you're letting people down. Mm-hmm. You know, they were expecting to spend this much time with me. And then now I'm telling them, oh, by the way, I'm changing my calendar. I'm not, I'm no longer doing that. Right. And so you feel like you let them down. And for me, it was so powerful because I was able to send the message to our tribe. And the real reason why I did it was because I was feeling bad and guilty. For saying no, but I knew that this group would encourage me and would and would be praising me for it, and then it it would really it was sort of extremely selfish because I would then I would then feel good about it, right? I would then yeah. feel good. Okay, I did the right thing, right? But it's all it did all start with me being vulnerable and saying, "Hey guys, I need help, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've taken on too much, and then this is what we're going to do uh, moving forward." So, well, and what I love about that story was is a we all chimed in. You know, yes. we're all feeling the same way. Yeah, it was but so good to see what, that. what the the catalyst for that was was actually was actually your dad, mm-hmm. right? My no, what the catalyst for it was actually a conversation I had with Gary Keller about health because mm-hmm. I was talking yeah. about me being stressed, and mm-hmm. he started talking to me about health for thirty minutes, and mm-hmm. I realized like that my anxiety level is causing will cause health issues right and i've got to take care of myself nothing else matters if our health is not in the, mm. in the place it is and this feeling of overwhelming like i was having anxiety not sleeping i literally didn't sleep for like 4 days almost that is not, not healthy. healthy. Yeah. yeah. And so making wow. sure that we're putting ourselves in a position to where we're taking care of ourselves right so I know. Bia, you I guess one, to I guess I was just referencing your, uh, your the fact that the, your dad could yeah. wanted to have lunch, to lunch with you mm-hmm. and, and oh, couldn't yes. have lunch oh my with you. That shows yeah. my week. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, like, that, that was twelve years ago, guys. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no, my dad, my dad, like who is like the most amazing man and like honestly one of my best friends and amazing leader in his own right and just I look up to him so much. He texted me and he said, "I I need to have a uh, I want to have lunch with you. There's something going on." And he said. I, I looked at your calendar with your mom and with and your I can't have lunch with my daughter for four weeks because my calendar was literally mm-hmm. blocked so tight that I couldn't have lunch with my dad for four weeks. I was like, this is not acceptable. Yeah. So yes, well, you're right about that, Wendy. 
And here's the thing, like before we move into step number five, I just want to add two things to that story. Uh, number one, because we're still on step four, which is bring other people in. And I know we worded it, ask for help. Okay. So, but I want to, I want to plant some seeds. I don't think that's always like begging for help in a negative no, way. No, True. Yeah. What I think it really means is reaching out to people. So, so Sarah was just reaching out to us to just kind of, you know, dump it and, and get it off of her chest. And, and what that did is it, it just spoke to me mm-hmm. and I needed to hear that so much. And I needed to see that example and, you know, seeing Sarah use that as an example empowered me to make some decisions I needed to make. I'm like, well, if Sarah can do it, then mm-hmm. I can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so rather than maybe if, if, it, if you're struggling with like ask people for help, because people really struggle with that, this is how I've started to think about it. You know, the word collaborate has been a really big word in my vocabulary mm. this year. And I'm going way upstream on this now. And I'm like, this year I did it. I did it last week. I thought I have big, big job this year. You know, I have a mm-hmm. lot of objectives I have to fill and I don't want to do it alone. I probably could, but I don't want to do it alone. So I started pulling people together. Hey, you know, from different ownership groups that enough, they don't have anything to do with our country. Or, sorry, our country, our company. <laughs> our company, yeah. <laughs> you know, di- completely different, completely different businesses. And I've been reaching out and having Zooms and phone calls and saying, hey, you're really good at this and I'm pretty good at this. I would love to share this with you. And would you be interested in coming into our organization and maybe sharing this with us and, and let's you know, work together and not duplicate ourselves because we're, you know, we're, not, we're in non-competitive markets and we can collaborate like that. So think of the word collaborate if that kind of helps you, if you're kind of struggling with the like ask for help word. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's more so about good. just bringing other people in. So I just kind of wanted to add that. Thank but, you for that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. step number five, take care of yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. We can't say it enough. Yes. Oh, this is not we a right. self-care. Enough, honestly. Yeah. We <laughs> oh can't tell goodness. ourselves this enough. Yeah. This, is, this is to ourselves. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, and yeah, and you guys remember when when Sarah shared with us all last week and, you know, and I responded, I was so moved by Sarah sharing. I responded, um, I slept on it. And I realized that that me taking on as much as I, I took on fourth quarter of 2020, mm-hmm. me taking that much on was actually really bad for my people. It was bad for my family and it was bad for mm-hmm. my empire. So it was really, it was so really true. thoughtless and selfish. So what I thought I was just burdening myself and, and I was willing to kind of take that on. Unfortunately, my lesson was it's actually affecting those around me. It's not mm-hmm. good. I'm not as good of a leader. I'm not as good of a mother. I snap more. I'm more tired. I, I just don't have the time for my kids that I should. They're not eating as healthy because DoorDash is... Which means we're spending more money. It's like a right. spiral. It's a spiral. It's And it, you know, it was like Quinn said to me over Christmas... She was like, you know, I I get to see daddy all the time, but I don't get to see you as much. And I'm like, I'm here. And she's like, no, you're here in the house working virtually, but you're you're on Zoom after Zoom after Zoom after Zoom. You know, she views that that quality time. Our kids view that so differently. And it was it was a big wake up. It was a big wake up. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Wendy's response to our our text thread when mm-hmm. we were having this discussion. Was and and she said, life is not a race. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Life is not a race. We are not in. We're not in a race. And for will you share that, Wendy? Will you share all that yeah. that you shared with us? Sure. Well, so I I just shared something that I keep on. You know, I'm like Bia. I do notes on my phone, and I just wrote something down that Tim Ferriss wrote. 
And it, really what he's talking about is how the true, the true measure of wealth for him is feeling unhurried, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because the true measure of wealth is really our, our, the time that we've got, right? And right. the choices that we can make with our so time. True. And if we make a million dollars, or if we make $2 million a year, and we literally do not have time to have lunch with the people that we love, then we're not really succeeding. Mm-hmm, we're sure. really not. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. We're, we're totally not. And then one of the things that Tim wrote about was, I think it was in his uh, book called, is his Titans book. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it. Yes, but, um, Tools mm-hmm. of Titans. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, what is it? Schools of Titans. Oh, and he talks about, uh, Der- well, he talks about Tools Derek Zivers. Okay. He talks about Derek Zivers and this example of how Derek Zivers used to uh, make this ride with his bicycle. And it would take him 43 minutes. And he would just like try to get there as fast as he would go. And he was like straining and, and he arrived sweaty and he was like, his heart was pounding. And, and then he said, you know what? What if, I, what if I just take this at 95%? And so he ended up making this bicycle ride. And well, I know originally it was 43 minutes. And then mm-hmm. he decided to say, I'm going to do it at 95% effort. And he was able to ride his bicycle and enjoy enjoy the ride, look around, you know, see the birds in the ocean, see all these things that he had missed. And he arrived there feeling calm and peaceful. And he realized that instead of it taking 43 minutes, it took 45 minutes. Mm. And, 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 and then Tim Ferriss goes on to say, you know, one of the Navy SEALs mottos is... Hold on, Slow is editors. smooth, smooth is fast. Yeah, that's Slow it. is smooth, yeah, smooth, smooth is fast. Smooth is yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, the, the, the point of it is, is that if we are putting one foot in front of the other every single day, right? He talks about no hurry, no pause. And, and even if we're at 95% effort or 90% effort, we're going to look up and we're going to have everything that we've ever wanted, mm-hmm, right? Yep. And we don't need to have a heart attack. Like you hear about these people mm-hmm. who don't take care of themselves, right? And then they yep. wake up and they're 42 years old or 52 years old and they have a heart attack. Mm-hmm, like, yep. right, right? And if you do that, that's not going to get to you. That's not going to get you your legacy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Well, so, and we, all four of us talk about kind of offline all the time that, you know, you you can't, build your big legacy if you're not here. Yeah. You can't have an impact. You can't do the things you want to do. You can't win, right? That Gary had said that once to the top companies and Keller Williams was like, you guys can't win if you don't, if you're dead. dead. So yeah, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. It is slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. I was going to say, you know, so, so when you talk about, right, having your health, that really goes into the bigger picture. Yeah. Yes. Which is to we have to think about how that impacts the bigger picture, right? And and I think what you're hearing from all of us is if we're not mentally together, if we're in a constant state of stress and overwhelm, we can't have room in our lives to take on the bigger opportunities like Sarah was talking about, right? We we can't have the the time to spend it with our loved ones, which is a, you know something that I shared that we talked about a lot over Christmas break. We can't have the energy to do the additional growth opportunities and build our people and pour into them that we want to do. And so we really have to take a step back and realize that how we treat ourselves and how we treat our time is going to be a beacon and an example for everybody in our life around us. Exactly. It it reminds me of like when we talked about our episode where we talked about goals and habits. 
And, you know, that aha moment that I was saying that when you think big, right, your habits start reflecting your, you start implementing different habits. This is sort of the same idea, right? If, if, if we're thinking big in terms of like long-term legacy that we want to have mm-hmm. on the world, mm-hmm. we must take care of ourselves to then have the long-term legacy, right? right. So we can't take everything on. That's so right. remind ourselves in, in those moments when you're so overwhelmed, like many of us were this week, <laughs> uh, when you don't know how you can handle it all, think the big picture and then follow the steps that we just went over. And I'm telling you, it will really make a huge difference in your life. It did for mine this week. I feel much better today. Yep. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And Wendy, before we wrap up really quick, you know, think of it this way. We take care of our houses. We take care of our businesses. We make sure everything's healthy. Our brain, you know, our mental health and our body, our physical health, those are our tools. Mm-hmm. Those are our things. And we, we have to take care of them so that we may give to others and That's so right. that we can be a blessing to others. And so we can build these big empires and be better. It's actually selfless, not selfish mm-hmm. to have self-care yep. and take care yep. of yourself. I love that. So good. So for those of you that are rolling into the new year and feeling that you're exhausted in advance, right? I love mm-hmm. that. I don't I can't remember which one of you said that, but I thought that was, was really me. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> you're, so, you're so good. Or, you know, we're we're a couple of months into the new year and if you're feeling exhausted, right? Just remember yeah. that a life is not a race. Mm-hmm. Right? It is not a race. We're here to be our best selves, but the only competition is with with ourselves. And um, so just, just go over our six steps. Figure out figure out all the things that are overwhelming you, right? right? Create your problem list. Circle the things that you have control over. And then really prioritize what's important. You know, one of the things that I love about Jay is, is he's very clear that his number one value is family. Yeah. He's so clear about it that he put a domino on each forearm to remind himself of how to be a great father and how to be a great husband. Mm-hmm. Super powerful. That. Um, and then do the four Ds, right? Do it, delegate it, dump it, or delay it. And then get support, right? Lean on your tribe. And if you don't have a tribe, make sure you sign up for our Amplify event right. in September. And then remember to take care of yourself. You know, Go back and listen to the episode on self-care. Mm-hmm. Self-care is not going to the spa. It's not getting your toes done. It's actually taking care of yourself and prioritizing, prioritizing yourself. And then... Always think about the bigger picture. You know, where do you want to be in 5, 10, 15, 20 years? And and does are the choices you're making with your time, right, aligning with your big picture? So thank you guys so much for joining us today. It's been for me a really powerful episode. Yeah. I took yes. tons of notes as always. And so continue to go out there and build your empires, but do not forget about your big life. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.